0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and we have returned, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James, and we are back from our
1: our uh, earlier-than-expected two-week hiatus. Uh, yeah, we, did uh, have to,
0: one, we were we did one it. one episode uh, early. Yeah,
1: we were, we were one episode uh, off from when we expected to be, but right. it is what it is, and we're back, for uh,
0: we'll finish out the rest of the season. So, and we are now at the mid-season uh, point, Mr. James. We
1: are. We are at the mid-season point because uh, we
0: will be jumping into season two, episode eleven, Ted.
1: Yes, jumping into like, I don't know. I didn't think
0: of something clever. Yeah. To, well, to again, you know, oh, well. Ted. So it's it's a clear <laughs> reference. It must be a werewolf uh, episode. <laughs> Right. It's so, gotta be werewolves. Right.
1: So I mean, at this point we are uh we're twenty three episodes into the series.
0: It's gotta be werewolves. Exactly. You, you know, come on. If it's not, um I'll be very sad. Eventually eventually we'll be right, and it will be about werewolves. Yeah. Not not as though I've you know already watched this episode and taken notes and we're going to talk about it but uh <laughs> right uh, <laughs> exactly it's not like last night in fact i was doing that exact same thing <laughs> right right so it's like oh man this will be this will be interesting episode because i uh, watched this episode and did my notes and everything uh, about a month ago for this uh, yeah. when, when we were originally going to record so yeah this ought to yeah. be interesting if i can remember uh, what the fuck <laughs> is going on so
1: Yeah, but anyway, let's jump into it. Uh, How about some delightful, tasty dates and deets, Jeremy?
0: How about that?
1: So as previously stated, we are jumping into Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 11, the 23rd episode of the series overall, Ted. Uh, This week's episode was directed by Bruce Seth Green And our episode-credited writers this week are He Who Shall Not Be Named and David Greenwalt. Our original air date was December 8th, 1997, on the now-defunct WB Network. Our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, David Boreanaz as Angel, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include the late, always great, John Ritter as Ted Buchanan, Christine Sutherland as Joyce, Robia Lamort as Jenny, James G. McDonald as Detective Stein, and Ken Thorley as Neil.
0: Love me some John Ritter.
1: I love, I remember, we've talked about this, um, much like yourself, I was, I was a latecomer to Buffy. Um, obviously the episode I originally watched hooked me and then went back and, and got caught up. And I think this was probably the episode where, um, I kind of realized like this, this is, this is kind
0: of like a legitimate show yeah. for lack of a better term yeah, cause, because yeah. they had
1: fucking John, John Ritter. fucking
0: Ritter. Yeah. He was by far the biggest guest y- you had seen thus far. You're oh, like, yeah. whoa, John Ritter? Damn, they must have had to blow the whole fucking budget for this episode just to get him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do. I remember thinking
1: thinking that when when I first watched this episode of going back to get caught up, I was like, I, I I vividly remember it like this is this is like a legitimate show. They've got John Ritter guest starring. Right. Like, that's a big deal. I mean Jack Tripper so. in the house. Right. So yeah. Uh, Our episode synopsis reads Buffy doesn't trust her mother's new boyfriend, despite the fact that her friends think he is great.
0: All right. That's pretty accurate. Mine uh, reads Buffy's mom introduces her new boyfriend who charms everyone except Buffy. When she confronts his dark side, she is left questioning her actions. Fairly accurate. Okay. Yeah. Pretty accurate. accurate. Um, as usual, slightly more verbose than, uh, yeah. the descriptions I pulled. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, uh, why don't you take us through the first, uh, scene up to the cold open there, James? I will do that. So
1: we open up, um, with Willow and Xander and Buffy, um, coming back to Buffy's house from an evening out and they're chatting and, uh, um, there's kind of a, uh, casual throwaway Mark about how, um the uh uh Turakan assassins are are uh, no longer hunting buffy so kind of putting a uh, quick one line end to that whole uh they don't give up until they've they've uh, <laughs> Damn, they never they've stop killed, ever right
0: until they killed their target except until the end of this episode
1: <laughs> right storyline uh they're having a discussion about the captain and Tennille. and they get to buffy's house and uh they see that, uh, or Buffy notices that the doors, the front door kind of open and she tells, uh, um, Willow and Xander to, to stay back. And, um, she goes into the house and she's, you know, slowly creeping through and looking around and she hears a glass break in the kitchen. So she, and she hears Joyce kind of cry out a little bit. And she, uh, rushes through the dining room and pushes the kitchen door open. And there is Joyce, uh, in the arms of a gentleman canoodling right there in the kitchen,
0: straight up naked. They're just fucking (laughs) like crazy. Like rabbits (laughs) right right there on on the Island, right Right on the Island,
1: right there where Buffy drinks her orange juice every morning. Yep. 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 Going going to pound town right there on the Island. Um, At first, I was like, "It's awfully bold of Joyce to be bringing a client home."
0: Yeah, but then we remembered she's a whore. She's a whore, so.
1: (laughs) So Buffy, Buffy (laughs) storms in on her mom and and this guy uh, kissing, and uh, um, uh, Buffy realizes what's going on and she starts to apologize and Joyce, you know, is all like. Oh, you're home early. And the gentleman says hi to Buffy, and Buffy says hi to, her, to him. And Joyce is like, Oh, you know, this is my daughter, Buffy. And then she turns to Buffy and she says, Buffy, this is Ted. And uh, Buffy's just kind of staring at him, confused. And uh, that's our cold open.
0: That is. And when we come back from what would have been a commercial, uh, Joyce and uh, Buffy are on the back porch. And they're kind of talking about what, what just occurred. And um, Joyce tells her, you know, that Ted sells computer software and he had redone her computer system at the art gallery, uh, which given, give, has been giving her a lot more free time. And Buffy's like, what? To be a whore? And Joyce confirms, yes, indeed, to be a whore. And uh, jo- uh, she's been telling Buffy that she's working late when in reality, she's been going out on dates with Ted and uh she'd just been looking for the right time to introduce them to each other so clearly uh you know barging in on them in the uh, in the middle of fucking on the uh on the island was the best way to introduce them (laughs) so uh Joyce and Buffy um talk and meanwhile Ted is just totally winning over Willow and Xander in the kitchen and he's offering Willow some free software that, that she could never otherwise afford and and uh, he's cooking them miniature pizzas that Xander is going bonkers about and uh, when Buffy and Joyce come back in Ted comes over and apologizes to Buffy for the awkward way they met and he knows that Buffy's the most important thing in Joyce's world and he really wants Buffy to be okay with their relationship and Joyce seconds this and Buffy insists she's fine, and but she's uh, her smile would say otherwise. You can tell she's not uh, real into this whole thing. And uh, later that night, Buffy lets her true feelings out. Uh, she's uh, in the park slaying a vampire, and Giles is with her. And she could have pretty much staked him at, at any time. He's way overmatched. But she's yeah. just beating the fucking brakes off this vampire. I mean, even Giles is like, Damn, oh, mm, could we j- just go ahead and stake us, uh, you know? But no, she is just kicking the dog shit out of this vampire. And, but she finally stakes him. And she's like, well, well, well you know, what's wrong? And she's, you know, or, or he says what's wrong, you know? And she's insists she's fine and, And, uh, ask why so many vampires have been in the park recently. And Giles tells her that, um, you know, when vampires lose their leader, they scatter and return to the easiest hunting grounds, meaning, you know, with her defeat of Spike in the previous episode. And, uh, Buffy gets, like, a little, uh, abnormally pissed off about this, about that. And, uh,. It's pretty clear that uh Ted's the actual source of her anger. And after venting about him for a while, she uh she goes on expresses she she says she wants to go home. And she'd much rather um or doesn't I'm sorry, does not want to go home. She'd much rather stay in the park um and wait for more vampires so she could fucking abuse the shit out of them. And uh <laughs> They'll be cut to the next day at school, and Xander can't stop talking about these amazing mini pizzas Ted made. And uh, Buffy's just annoyed with Xander, but uh, he has no patience for uh, her rejection of Ted. He's all about some Ted. And, he loves him some Ted. Yep. He's already blowing him and everything, so <laughs> they're, they've gone to straight gay relationships <laughs> immediately. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Buffy uh, Buffy's just like there's something off about him I can just feel it he's just too perfect and Xander stops at a vending machine and tells Buffy it's all in her head and Willow kind of agrees and um, uh, Xander's pretty happy that about this so uh, they kind of begin to mock Buffy and uh, Buffy agrees that Maybe she's, uh, you know, overreacting just because it's her mom and blah, 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 blah. But she says she usually has a good instinct about these things and she just feels like there's something wrong with Ted, just something off. And, um, so her instincts might be good, but, uh, they didn't work because at this moment, because, uh, uh, Ted as uh, walks up right behind her. And, uh, <laughs> Buffy's, like, immediately suspicious, like, what the fuck are you doing here? And, and uh, he explains he's updating the uh, guidance office computer system, and uh, he offers, uh, uh, gives that software that he had promised a willow to her, and she gets all giddy and excited. And then he invites them out for uh, mini-golfing uh, for that Saturday with him and Joyce. And Buffy's trying like hell to get out of it. And Willow kind of plays along to try to help her. But once Ted tells him uh, they'll be making a picnic basket, complete with mini pizzas and cookies, Xander uh, just immediately agrees and says they'll be there. And Buffy's like, the fuck, bro. <laughs> cookies and mini pizzas is all it takes to sell me out. <laughs> uh, So then we cut to Giles, who is uh stopping by Jenny's classroom and we've not seen Jenny in several episodes after her uh the drama she went through. Yep. Um not since uh Halloween. We yeah, haven't seen her since the Halloween episode, yep. And uh he says he's there to tell her about that there's textbooks that have arrived that are in the library for her. But um I'm just gonna go ahead and play the clip of this scene. It's 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 pretty good. I just I wanted to uh, see how you were doing. I'm doing pretty good, actually.
1: Uh, stayed out of mortal danger for three whole weeks. I could get used to it. Still having trouble sleeping, though.
0: Oh, of course. Um, you, you You need time.
1: Or possibly space. Rupert, I know you're concerned, but having you constantly poking around, making little puppy dog eyes at me, wondering if I'm okay, you make me feel bad that I don't feel better.
0: So Jenny's a bitch. <laughs> uh
1: no, he's not I, I mean, I didn't I didn't outright think Jenny's a bitch, but
0: yeah. I was like I was like shit's she's being a little harsh. Yeah, she's being Rupert incredibly here. overly harsh to Rupert, like he did something to her. You know, like he's right. like literally responsible for what happened to her, which he's not. Right. Um, I mean not not solely responsible for what
1: happened to her. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway.
0: So, ahead. when she says that and that, you know, blah, 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 he just, he's kind of visibly upset and he just uh, takes his leave and leaves the classroom and, uh... Drops a grenade in there on his way out because he's like, "Fuck yeah. this bitch!" It's like I'm done chasing that tail. <laughs> yeah, blows her completely out of the school. I mean, that her whole classroom is just removed from the school building. it's, it's, it's gone. There's yeah. just nothing left. There's just some Jenny juice on the floor. Wow. <laughs> so sipping on Jenny juice, <laughs> laid back. <laughs> oh, I have mental problems. Um. So, anyway, uh, that night, uh, Buffy is playing nursemaid to Angel uh, and complaining nonstop about Ted. Because, remember, Angel's still recovering from last episode's uh, situation with Spike and all that. So, she's nur- she's nursing him. And, uh, you know, Angel tells her, you know, your mom your mom probably just needs someone in her life right now. She's probably lonely. And Buffy's annoyed by that, but she agrees that he's probably right. And she just wishes her mom was seeking companionship with someone other than Ted and Buffy asks, is there any man out there that would be okay? And Buffy admits, yeah, my dad. But she immediately admits that's never going to happen. So she uh Finally agrees to be well behaved around Ted and um, that she'll go to this thing and try to do her best. And so then uh, her and Angel start sucking face and uh, they know, they they engage in the smoochies. They engage in the smooch factory. Yep. And then we cut to Saturday at the mini golf park. Which
1: we had previously learned that Sunnydale doesn't have a putt putt course. That's
0: right. I'd forgotten about that.
1: So are we to presume that in between then and now, Sunnydale, if someone built a putt putt course in Sunnydale, or did Ted drive them to the? That's nearest-
0: true because they did never. they didn't say it was necessarily in Sunnydale. Right. So maybe right. they drove to the nearest I mean, right. I would assume Sunnydale is supposed to be like in the valley. I would right. assume, so maybe they drove into like Encino or something, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you're right. I'd forgotten about that that they did that there was no putt-putt there. So yeah, they've gone, let's just assume they've gone to the a, ne- a nearby town uh to play putt-putt. And everybody seems to be having the time of their life. Except Buffy, of course. And uh, Xander's, like, really getting into the golfing, the mini-golfing, and Joyce is raving about the picnic basket. And uh, at one of the holes, uh, Ted asks Buffy about her luck with the boys, and Willow almost slips up and mentions Angel. But Buffy immediately roundhouse kicks her and knocks her unconscious. So, uh, she's not able to do that. No, she, uh, she quickly covers, covers no, for you, it. No, she
1: didn't, she didn't knock her unconscious. She snapped Willow's neck. Well, that yeah, was a slayer
0: she has passed away at this point. Uh, Willow, uh, rest R. in peace. RIP Willow Rosenberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Ted, uh, Ted makes Oh, a- but
1: presumably Willow's Jewish, so maybe Oh, not.
0: that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Shit. I forgot about that. I mean,
1: her last name's Rosenberg. So yeah. Do they ever actually,
0: in the whole, in all seven seasons, do they ever actually say she's Jewish? Um. I spoiler alert: recall. They confirm it in the next episode. Oh, okay. In, yeah. In Bad eggs. It's confirmed. okay. Okay. Uh, is that because she'll only go to a um a kosher diner with them to eat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ted makes a comment about, <laughs> about uh, Buffy. Um, improving her grades, and uh, then he goes off to hit hit, and which I was immediately like, "Why is this dude commenting on his girlfriend's daughter's grades at this point?" Me too. I like, was
1: kind of like, I, "Like they literally like I get that him and Joyce have been like canoodling behind Buffy's back for you know however long it's been, but like this is literally the second time you've you've met Buffy, like,
0: and you're gonna start commenting on her grades and and. and Right, yeah. Right,
1: I was like, "Listen here,
0: Jack, tripper. Yeah, you need to slow your roll." Yeah, exactly, Jack. Uh, so then a little bit later, Buffy confronts her mother, um, about this, and Joyce admits that she's been discussing Buffy's grades with Ted, and but assures her it's a good thing because Ted's just concerned and wants to help. And then at the next hole, when Buffy goes up to hit. Ted corrects her form, but Buffy still hits the ball into the rough. Like, hits it way hard on purpose over into the rough. And Joyce says they won't count it. But here's where Ted gets really creepy. He insists that it be counted. And, and um... He, he says, <laughs>
1: if, if you don't mind, I do have it written down exactly. Yeah, what yeah, talking. yeah. Say, so, yeah, tell it. He says... um Well, Joyce says, oh, we won't count it, and Ted says, we won't, and Buffy stops and looks back at them, and Joyce is like, well, it's just miniature golf, and Ted says, it is, but the rules are the rules, and what we teach her is what she takes out into the world when we're not there, whether it's at school or an unchaperoned party, and then he turns to Buffy and he says, I don't mean to overstep my bounds. This is between you and your mother. I just think right is right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, he's already overstepped his bounds, so... Right. Uh, Joyce figures he's got a point, and annoyed Buffy agrees to hit her ball from uh, the rough. And so when Buffy goes to get the ball, she realizes a giant castle thingy is blocking like her from everyone else's view. So she picks up her ball and plops it in the hole and shouts to everyone that she got a hole in two. And all of a sudden, we hear... Ted's voice, and he says, "Beg to differ." And he's standing there, saw the whole thing, and uh, he's come around the side of the castle, and he's staring at her. And all of a sudden, he gets like psycho pissed off, and for her cheating. But Buffy doesn't see what the big deal is. She's like, "It's just a game." And and Ted says he wasn't wired to think that way, and continues lecturing, you know, lecturing her, all pissed off and being a shithead. And Buffy kind of makes a flippant comment. And how does Ted say it exactly? He says, do you want me to slap your smart mouth or something like that? Yeah, he said, yeah, do you want me to slap that smart-ass mouth of yours? Yeah, that smart-ass mouth of yours. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, the, and
1: And mind you, this is right after he's had another, like, damn near psychotic episode about right is right and wrong is wrong. And right, and the is rules are the rules. Right, and yeah. this isn't just a game. And
0: just when he says that, the rest of the group come around uh, the side of the castle, and and then Ted, like like a light switch, just immediately changes back to this this happy, uh, happy, easy Ted, and offers everybody some home baked cookies, and just acts like nothing at all happened. And everybody loves the cookies, and to, oh, then Ted makes them even happier by telling them there's tons of extra that. Everybody's going to have to take some home. And Buffy's just kind of standing there like, she's still in shock. She's like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Monday morning, Buffy comes downstairs to find her mom laying out breakfast in the kitchen. And the main course is sticky buns made by Ted. And so Buffy, of course, refuses to eat them. And Joyce Joyce gets a little irritated with her and, Saying she was very rude to him on Saturday. And she's just lecturing Buffy. And, uh, she happens to mention loving Ted. And Buffy's like taken aback by that. And, uh, Joyce insists that just slipped out. And, uh, she tells Buffy she doesn't have a lot of romantic options as a single parent. But she would never date a guy that didn't care about Buffy. Buffy tells her mom that, uh, she just throws it out there. She's like, Ted threatened to slap me. And uh Joyce just immediately refuses to believe her. Doesn't even take it, doesn't even, like, entertain the idea that this could be true. Nope. She's just right out the gate. She's like, no, you're a goddamn liar. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's just, and Buffy's like, really? And she's already hurt. See, Ted's already told her, her his side of the story. And... um. She thinks it's pretty decent of him, not to mention Buffy's cheating in front of the others. And she tells Buffy that Ted's cooking dinner for them tonight, and she needs to be home promptly at 6. And, of course, Buffy fucking storms out. Because she's like, not only does this bitch not believe me, but now I have to come home and eat dinner with a fucking psycho? That's when she hatches the plan to kill them both. (laughs) Would you like to tell us about that, James? (laughs) Yeah, uh, Menendez Brothers style. Right, shotguns, one under each arm. Yep, yep. she's just going to blow them away in their she sleep. She just obliterates them.
1: Right, and then uh, piles some coats on top of their dead bodies
0: and have a party. Yep, There's just basically there's just parts of Joyce and, and, and Ted now permanently yeah. uh, embedded into the walls of uh, <clears throat> the home. Yeah, Yeah. that that house is never going for a reasonable selling Oh, price no, no, uh-uh, no. Anymore. Everyone and everyone within a hundred mile radius knows of the, the mass murders that took place. Right. There. Right. Like the, in today's market, that's probably easily
1: like a $400,000 home, yeah. but because of the double homicide there and the parts of Joyce that are still embedded in the walls, Yeah. it's only, it's only going for a hundred hundred and fifty thousand.
0: 150,000. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a known murder house now. Yep. yep. It's all over. Um, uh, to
1: be featured in uh, episodes of American Horror Story.
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> Where Buffy will have to slay the ghosts. <laughs> uh, okay, so that day at school, Buffy walks through the quad with Willow and Xander, um, who are both eating some cookies from Ted. And This is... So I'm not going to
1: lie. Like, and obviously... Like it's been forever since i had i had seen this episode mm-hmm. so i vaguely remembered that it that his his food had something to do with everybody liking him so see, much. see i
0: didn't i didn't remember this so, and this
1: is this is the scene where it clicked for me like xander like i like xander and, and willow were eating their the cookies and They're just like expounding all these great things about Ted and like Buffy's the only one that hasn't like eaten any of the stuff that he's cooked.
0: And that's, this is kind of where I was like, that's right. It's the food. But then it also made me uh, like, I wondered at the end of the episode, would that have affected Buffy as well? Or would she maybe have had her slayerness gave her kind of an immunity to to it. Right. you know i was i was i wish they right. would have explored that like maybe she had been eating the food all along and it's not affecting her and so she doesn't right. put it all together like what the fuck you know you people are idiots so, right i don't know um so yeah she asked willow to investigate Ted's background with her computer skills her super hacking skills and uh but willow and buffer willow and buffer Willow and Xander uh both think that w- bu- that would be Buffy and Xander's celebrity couple name. Right. Buffer. Buffer.
1: Although although I am fond of Xanfi.
0: Xanfi <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Xanfi. Yeah. Uh Willow and Xander both agree that they think Buffy's overreacting. And uh just then Cordy walks by and Xander gives her a like a legit compliment. And Cordelia is like, ugh, and storms off, and Xander runs after her, and both Buffy and Willow are like, what the fuck is going on with those two? And I'm like, isn't it obvious? They fucking. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, So Xander catches up with Cordy, and she's berating him for complimenting her in front of his friends. She's afraid people are going to figure out, you know, that they kissed, and Xander insists that no one's going to find out, and then he's just like, "So you want to go to the utility closet to make out?" And Cordelia's like annoyed by that, and that he has such a such a one track mind. And she's like, "Okay, let's go." (laughs) So uh, they head off to the uh, utility closet to make out. Um, and 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 honestly, we can't even talk about the scene that what happened in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. If we described that in detail, we would have to this would be a triple X rated podcast. Right, right. Yeah, we yeah. Would, Apple would not allow us. Oh no, for no sure. no, we would be for sure banned yeah. immediately. Yeah. Uh So meanwhile, Buffy's trying to convince Willow that the, that there's something wrong with Ted and that he's changing her mother as well. Willow's not really buying it, but she agrees to help anyway, for friendship's sake and so Buffy asks her mainly to find out where Ted works so uh what happens next Ames J
1: um so then we uh, find out where he works uh so then presumably Willow does find out where he works because we cut to uh, I'm sorry I lost my space hold on just okay because we cut to Buffy at Ted's office mm-hmm. and it appears he is selling computer equipment over the phone and according to the whiteboard she sees Ted is the most successful salesman in the entire office and he... Uh, closes his latest deal and hangs up and then leaves to go on lunch and after he's gone Buffy talks with a gentleman by the name of Neil who's one of Ted's co-workers and Neil tells her that Ted uh, has a wedding planned in two months and he ends up excusing himself and Buffy goes over and checks out Ted's desk and The only thing whatsoever on Ted's desk is a framed picture of Joyce and Buffy kind of recognizes the picture and ends up pulling it out of the frame. And it turns out it's folded and she unfolds it and realizes that Ted has taken a picture of Joyce and Buffy and folded it up to hide Buffy's face.
0: Which, I and mean, put it in the is natural. Everybody hates Buffy. Right. I mean,
1: you know, we don't do the podcast because we like Buffy herself. We do the podcast because we like the ancillary characters around
0: Buffy. And because we hate Buffy.
1: Right, right. I mean, honestly, if, if we were truly doing a podcast about a character we like, we would have just skipped right to Angel, the series.
0: Right, right. Or, or talked about how there should have been a Xander series. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> all misogyny every week all week long creep creep creep
1: tune in tuesday night to see how misogynistic xander is this week that's right who's it down for a, a little it, bit of creep talk it'd be a half hour sitcom just a situation yeah. comedy it'd just be a half hour of xander being creepy yeah and we'll, we'll, and misogynistic we'll call our podcast creep talk Creep talk. Yeah, every episode would end with someone being like, "That's just Xander." And that's just like,
0: Xander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then somebody's so like, then, "But he raped that girl," and then they're like, right. "But that's just Xander." Wow. Yeah, about that.
1: Um, so then we cut to later that night, and Ted has made dinner for, uh, Buffy and Joyce. And they're all sitting down, and, uh, Buffy asks point blank if they're engaged. And, um, they both, they both deny it. And, uh, Joyce ends up sending Buffy to her room uh, because she's unhappy with her attitude and, uh, um, Buffy ends up sneaking out and going to the park to wait for some vampires to show up, and but she eventually comes back and crawls back in through her bedroom window and
0: finds that Ted is waiting for her in her bedroom. And, With, uh, and he's got her underwear and he's just holding him up to his uh, to his mouth. Yeah, just uh, he's pulling a xander. He's pulling. Ah! He's pulling a xander. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really, it was, it was, it was, it's un- unsettling, right?
1: Like I expected, we would see John Ritter in a role like we hadn't seen him in before yeah. in this episode, but that he really that took it really, to another level. Yeah, that took it to a level I really, I was kind of surprised he landed eight simple rules for yeah. dating my teenage daughter.
0: Yeah, he after. was, he was shirtless and he had literally had one of her bras on, and he's yeah. like looking in the mirror and he's like, "I'm so pretty." Yeah. yeah, and you could see he had nipple clamps on <laughs> under the bra. It was it was
1: really, it was really weird. It was, it was really, really, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she comes back, sneaks back in through her bedroom window, and uh, Ted's waiting in her bedroom for her, and uh, she sees that all of her uh, slaying equipment has been emptied out of her drawers and placed on the nightstand. And, uh, Ted has also apparently read through her diaries
0: and, uh, <laughs> believe she's, Yeah, you know, he's taking like, this to a whole level of just what a dick. Right. Right. Like, um, it's not even a, gl- a gradual growth towards him revealing himself. He's, he's just, Oh, right. wow. Um, so, yeah, he's read her diary and
1: uh, thinks she's delusional because she believes that she's fighting vampires and, you know, all these other things. And Buffy tries to keep him from leaving the room with her diary, and Ted ends up smacking her and kind of knocks her against the wall. And uh, Buffy's kind of like, I I was really hoping you would do that. And uh, she she attacks Ted and uh, um, Joyce comes upstairs just in time to see Buffy, you know, land a couple of blows to Ted and ends up sending him tumbling down the stairs and uh, Joyce runs down the stairs and uh, um, like, you know, does the, does the typical movie TV show pulse check Mm -hmm. and
0: discovers that, uh he's dead ted buffy, is dead buffy has killed ted and that is not me and james being haha funny this, this no legit- this is not he she, is not buffy legitimately beat funny. his ass threw him down the stairs and killed him yeah 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 this isn't one of our typical oh my god everyone's dead now yeah scenarios yeah. no buffy, buffy she legit killed this, killed this motherfucker Yep. And, and later that night, the coroner is carrying Ted's carcass uh, away in a body bag, and Buffy's on the front porch, and she's kind of she's 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 in shock that she's done this. And Joyce is standing in the front yard and talking to Detective Stein of the Sunnydale Police Department, and uh, Joyce asks. And that's, it's oh, go ahead. Eight. It's weird because this guy
1: plays it like he's in a Christopher Nolan movie, right? Like he is—he like, is eating right. up this scenery, buddy. Right. Like he walks up to them and he's like, "Detective Stein, SDPD."
0: Yeah. He's like, like "I really, get, I get a handful uh, of lines. I'm gonna. This right. is going on my resume. I need to make sure that that I get cast in the next Mission Impossible movie." Right. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that bad. But yeah. like, clearly,
1: clearly, this dude thought. Like he was, he this was, was re- the serious he, business, right? Like he was reading for like a, a, a bit detective part in an
0: episode of law and order or something is what he thought, right? <laughs> that or he thought he was on Dragnet. <laughs> detective Stein here. See, Shining Down police department. <laughs> see <laughs> what happened to the stiff over there? <laughs> and, uh, Joyce tells him that, uh, Ted fell down the stairs. Um, and when the detective asks what made him fall, Buffy speaks up saying that she hit him. And I was like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Why are you talking to the police? <laughs> uh, how many times have I said this and how many episodes? Shut the fuck up. Don't talk to the police. Sorry, that's just me going on a rant. Uh, uh, so at the police station, Buffy sits uh, in the uh, in a room there looking worried. Uh, I'm sorry, Joyce is sitting... Did I say Buffy? I meant Joyce. Yeah. Is sitting there looking Joyce. worried um, while Buffy is being questioned by Detective Dragnet. And uh, Buffy tells him what happened and she's confused and upset. So it kind of makes her... The story's coming out weird and sounds strange and weird and everything. And But she's firm on one point, which is that Ted hit her first. And um he's not seeing any marks on her any bruising anything which is part of her slayer powers and uh so detective dragnet uh comes out to talk to Joyce and he says it they're not currently charging buffy with anything but they need to look into it further and uh if ted really did hit her first then she should be in the clear and uh then we you know buffy Joyce is driving Buffy home, and the car ride home is silent and very uncomfortable. Awkward. Awkward. Just killed mom's boyfriend.
1: <laughs> uh, Man, if Joyce is still hung up over all the bullshit Buffy pulled back at Hemery High, imagine how long it's going to take her to get over this. Right?
0: All she did there was burn the school down. <laughs> right. Here she's done mass murder and shit. She doesn't even know how much murder she's done in Sunnydale. Uh... So the next day at school, uh, things aren't much better. Uh, Everybody's staring at Buffy, teachers, students. Like, they all know what's happened. They're all kind of whispering and what have you. And Xander and Willow catch up with her in the lounge. And she sits down to talk to them about what happened. And Buffy tells them that she only came to school because she can't stand to be at home with her mom. And, uh... They both just assume that Buffy found out Ted was some kind of supernatural creature, and that's why she killed him. And then she admits, uh, "No, he was just a regular person, and I killed him." And they still try to comfort her, um, telling her it was an accident and Ted started it and all that. And uh, I, I, I will say that, um, you know, and
1: it it makes sense, but. They could have – I like the fact that they're clearly showing Buffy, like, um, traumatized, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, feeling guilty and remorseful about, about this. Like, because I think it would have been e- very easy, like, with the fact that they had established from the beginning that she didn't like Ted and she didn't trust Ted. Like, they could have kind of really had m- – SMG play it off like Buffy is kind of flippant about it mm. you know what I'm saying or still adamant
0: that I think it would have been you know, more interesting if she had been flippant about it,
1: I'm like, it yeah, fuck this guy he was a douche right. I
0: drop kicked him down the stairs fucking
1: right and, and the, I guess that's what I'm saying it's like they could have easily had it been like Buffy maintaining like well this guy was, was a jerk anyway like big deal I killed him like there was clearly something wrong with him you know but they didn't they made the choice to kind of have her dealing with the idea that she accidentally killed this man because she didn't keep her own strength under check right right which i i liked that i liked yeah. that 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 aspect of the story
0: yeah cuz she's clearly down in the dumps you know right and while she's walking down the hall, Giles comes out of a conference room and immediately runs up to her and tries to offer comfort. And uh, But she's kind of distracted. There's a stream of teachers going into the same conference room Giles just came out of. And through the door window, she can see uh, Detective Dragnet in there. And Giles tells her that uh, Dragnet is asking a few questions about her behavior and yada, yada. And Giles is like, of course, I gave you an excellent review. And. Buffy uh takes off again. She just can't deal with all this uh craziness going on. So she's like even more she's kind of kind of even more upset now. And uh in the library that evening, Giles is packing up weapons, a weapons bag while Willow's on her uh laptop researching Ted and Uh, Xander's furious that this Ted guy's gotten Buffy in trouble, and he insists that uh, they dig up some dirt on him. And Cordelia's confused, and she's like, I remember you liking this guy. And uh, Xander tells her that sometimes he likes things that aren't good for him. And everybody's like, ooh. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Willow Asks, asks Xander for a pen, and he looks in his bag for one, and instead of finding a pen, he finds a bag of Ted's cookies and starts eating them. And Giles finishes packing up his weapons and tells the kids that he's uh, taking over patrolling duties until Buffy, you know, can get back to normal again. And uh So she's not feeling so upset about taking a human life. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And he's like, you know, she's suffering from crippling guilt and a feeling as cordelia technically points out that giles can sympathize with and a few moments after giles leaves willow gets frustrated and and i'm
1: i'm going to cut in here real quick okay so i don't correct me if i'm wrong i mm-hmm. don't think up till this point it's ever been it's ever been stated like outright but this scene like the way Giles talks about what Buffy's going through mm-hmm. and whatnot, like w- we walk away, at least I did. I don't know about you, but like we definitely walk away from this scene with the very strong idea, if not outright confirmation, that Giles has fucking
0: killed people. Oh, yeah. I right? Oh, I walked away from uh when he first met Ethan and the way yeah. he fucking manhandled Ethan I was like this dude's a killer he's definitely okay. killed before
1: okay now oh, see yeah. from that I walked away like more like okay like Giles Giles is secretly a badass like yeah, he's definitely like, he
0: definitely has a dark side like he has definitely tortured someone slowly to death
1: but uh, but like this scene like I walked away from this scene and I was like all right Giles is definitely straight up murdered
0: people yeah straight up <laughs> like people Yeah, straight up. Um, So, yeah, Willow's getting frustrated because she can't find anything on Ted that he's just, you know, squeaky clean. And uh, Xander's still eating cookies and assures her everything will be fine. And he waves his half-eaten cookie around. He insists worrying will solve nothing. And all of a sudden, Willow looks at the cookie, stares at it, and grabs it. Out of his hand. I think a light bulb has gone off in Willow's brain. So at home, Buffy's mom's in the kitchen. Buffy comes in. Uh, Buffy's mom is packing up some dishes. I don't know what that's about. I guess they just had to give her something to do with her hands. I think it
1: it looks like she was probably cleaning out, like,
0: cupboards and pantries.
1: Yeah, I guess. She's just like... Like I'm gonna pack busy. up.
0: I'm gonna pack up my silverware and like,
1: like, and the way I took it is like she was, she was doing busy work.
0: Yeah, like something to, kind to do of with keep her, her mind off
1: things. Yeah. So she was like going through all of her stuff to figure out what she didn't need anymore. But yeah. we come to find out that most of this shit
0: was Ted's. Right, right, right. <laughs> so she offers to help, but uh, Joyce tells her it's done and. Buffy starts to kind of cry and apologize at the same time, but her mom's isn't ready to talk about Ted. She tells Buffy to go to her room. i would be like, bitch, I'm trying to have a heart-to-heart here, and you're telling me to go to my room? So after Buffy leaves, uh, Joyce takes a box and goes down into the basement where she is immediately killed. Right. I'm sorry. I need to, apo- I need to apologize
1: for my last remark, too. Um, I, for some reason, I remembered... There being a line in that scene saying that uh, all of this stuff was Ted's mm-hmm. that Joyce was cleaning out, but it wasn't. It was just junk that Joyce had been intending to get rid of for a, a while. Yeah, I thought you were just joking about the Ted thing. I, yeah. I knew that. No, yeah. no, I legitimately thought I remembered that being a line, but oh, it wasn't. Yeah. No.
0: So back at school, Willow and Xander are in a science lab and they're examining this cookie that Xander was eating. And as far as uh, Willow can tell, they're laced with some kind of tranquilizer that's designed to keep people mellow and compliant. And Xander's thrilled and declares Willow his favorite person ever. And Willow's a little too pleased by this, and Xander tells her it was uh, the cookies talking. And uh, Cordy comes in just then, and she's been continuing uh, Willow's uh, research and they finally come up with some personal records which include marriage records and an address so they go to check it out and when they get there they are immediately killed and the episode <laughs> it's ends it's booby
1: trapped it's, yeah, it's booby trapped
0: they they no. grab the doorknob they turn it and the entire house explodes and kills them all. right?
1: no because it doesn't take them to a house it takes them to an abandoned workshop right
0: but they're not going there yet the abandoned workshop? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They go there right now? Yeah. Hmm, not according to my notes. What do you have what do you have in your notes? Maybe I'm ahead. Um that Giles is patrolling in the park. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Giles is patrolling in the park. And guess who shows up? That bitch Jenny. And she's there to give him some more shit. Uh, no, she's not. She saw his car. <laughs> she saw-
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that have been something, though? If instead of she was like, I saw your car. and I, I just wasn't done to come with and- you. <laughs> and I just wanted to come and apologize. I was kind of harsh the other day. Instead, she was like, I saw your car. And I decided to come over here and give you some
0: more shit, you <laughs> dick. Yeah, you cocksucker. But, uh. <laughs> I got a clip, so let's let's play their uh, their little uh, back and forth here. Yeah, I get that reaction from men all the time. Jenny, what are you doing here? I saw your car back there. I
1: wanted to apologize.
0: Not, well, not the best time. No, no, please,
1: please let me just let me get this out. Uh, I was so harsh the other day. I am so sorry. I mean, I know how badly you must feel about putting me in danger before and. I don't
0: know how I must feel now. Yeah, so there's a vampy vamp behind Jenny, and so he pushes her into the vamp, like "eat that bitch," and he runs the other direction. So he runs. Jenny's, uh, I think, no more.
1: I like, and I I realize it's it's played for laughs, like. You know she startles Giles, and Giles turns around and screams, and she's all like, "I get that reaction from men all the time." And like I, I chuckled, but immediately after I laughed, my thought was like, "No, you don't."
0: Yeah, well, my thought you was, do not My thought was like, "Why? Why do you get that reaction from men all the right. time?"
1: <laughs> I was like, "No, you don't. you're You're an extremely attractive woman. Men do not look at you
0: and scream in terror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. So, then we cut to Buffy, who's sitting in her room, and she hears a noise, and thinking it's her mom, she calls out, but no one says anything, no answer. So, she gets up and tries to crawl out of her window, but it's nailed shut. So, thinking her day can't get any worse, Buffy uh, turns around, and who's standing there? Ted. Ted's dead, baby. Ted's dead, but not anymore. Mm. and Buffy's like, the fuck, and obviously he's a zombie, and he goes, mmm. no. Uh no. Uh, he gives her a little lecture about killing him and that that was not nice. And uh, he then immediately just starts beating the shit out of her, beating her up. And uh, yep. then we cut back to the... Uh, uh, Giles and Jenny situation, and the vampire is uh, pretty much doing the same thing to Giles. And uh, he yells to Jenny to get his bag, and she opens it and pulls a crossbow out. And they're Giles and the vampire are struggling physically, and she's aiming the crossbow and trying to get a shot. And uh, but she, she she just can't she can't get one lined up because they're just flipping around a lot, and um. We cut back to uh, Ted beating up Buffy, um, and then he gets a he gets a grip on her throat. And uh, as he's choking her, he explains that he had to shut down for a while to get Buffy off his back, but he got up again at the morgue and, you know, how did he he said something about um, I didn't I, I didn't write it down. Something about should have seen the look on the guy's face or something like that. The 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 morgue Um, worker, something, something like that. I don't know.
1: You know, I don't, um, oh, uh, he says, uh, you see, I had to shut down for a while to get you off my back. You should have seen the intern's face when I got off the table. It was a hoot. Fun's over though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we cut back and Jenny, uh, still aiming with the crossbow and she finally gets a clear shot and fires but at the very last second, the vampire spins around, and uh, she ends up shooting Giles. And the vamp starts laughing at him, And but it gives Giles enough time to rip the arrow out of himself and stake the vamp with it. And uh, I couldn't quite tell. Was he shot in the ass? No, it was his... Um, uh is the lower left of his back of his back? Okay. See, I couldn't. Yeah. F- I was like, it's either in the lower part of his back or right in his ass cheek. I couldn't quite tell. And yeah, yeah, it was the uh, it was the lower left part of his back. Okay. All right. So, buff cut back to uh, Buffy getting fucking strangled, and uh, she grabs a metal uh, uh, like nail file that's by her, and stabs it into Ted's arm and you see all these wires that are under his arm and they're sparking and shit so she's finally realized Ted's a robot he's a fucking robot he's a robot he's a fucking robot so uh she uh she starts jerking his head to the side and uh, she, excuse you know. me <laughs> <laughs> uh or, I'm sorry, I said she starts jerking. His head starts jerking, like, really, like, oddly. and Like he's uh, glitching. Yeah, like he's glitching. And he's, like, just saying random phrases and shit that don't make any sense. And you hear this kind of like this electric hissing sound in the background when he's, when he's glitching like that. And uh, so Buffy's mom comes out of the basement and Ted hears her. So uh he he just straight up he, he like soccer kicks Buffy right in the fucking face at, to yeah. KO her. And uh then he rolls his sleeves back down to like cover that gash in his arm and leaves the room. And immediately kills Joyce. Yep. For the fourth yep. time in this episode Joyce has been killed. <laughs> Rest in peace, Joyce. I like
1: I like how he is I like how we kill <laughs> The characters multiple times. And oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh they, yeah! The They—they show a never rough... would have made it
0: past season one <laughs> if we were actually involved. Well, we we we've already decided that they just spontaneously come back to life for no real reason, and we just kill them again, usually in yep. hideous, horrible ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, like we are—we are so joss for better or worse. Created such an envir- uh, environment in television where, like, prior to Buffy, really, um, and we may have talked about this before, you always knew who was safe and who wasn't.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, in the yeah. show. There were never and- shows back in those days where, I mean, it might happen once in a blue moon. Right. You know, but, yeah, you always knew, well, this character's not going to die. or
1: Right. But Joss really created an environment where, where, wow. and and not so much early on here, but but definitely as the seasons progress,
0: where you kind of realize like any anybody really is fair game. Yeah, because sometimes he would just jump in front of the camera and cut his own throat and just <laughs> fucking drop dead. Right. <laughs> you're like, wow, but, Joss. <laughs> but my point is that like
1: you and I have. Be- Become so like accustomed to that in storytelling now. Yeah, that that if legitimately, if you and I were to do a series, we would have to have new cast like every season. Oh yeah, or I just, feel like you and I would kill off
0: characters left and right just oh, yeah. for dramatic dramatic effect. Oh yeah, or just or just continue to have them and not explain how the fuck are they back? That fucker got that cut would, in half last week by a fucking industrial saw. <laughs> How's he back? That would. That would be even better. Like yeah. we no explanation. A couple
1: episodes, we talked a couple episodes ago. Uh, you were like, "Yeah," and then she grabbed a pen and just jammed it right into Xander's eye. <laughs> yeah. So like for the rest of the episode,
0: he would only have one eye. But yeah. then the next week, we would come back and he would be perfectly fine. fine. No explanation. No explanation. Never, <laughs> not not. Thirty years after the series ended, and we were at a convention, and some fan asked us about no ex- We don't even know what you're talking about, kid. I don't mean, know, don't know, don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, Xander and uh, Willow and Cordy break into Ted's house, and they go down into this. I guess it's a basement. It's kind of like a cellar. A, yeah, you know. Well, like, and
1: it's not even it, it's not even a house that they yeah, go it's, to. It's yeah, like, that's
0: true. It's like a it's like a store of storefront. Yeah, it's like a weird. Like, it used to be a storefront kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I don't even know how to describe it, but just kind of picture that in your minds. And um, they find some, some, like, records, and not, not, like, albums, but, like, paper records and stuff, and they're going through, and they find um, four marriage certificates dating all the way back to the 50s, when Ted should have been, like, in preschool. Um, they find no divorce records. And nothing in the house looks suspicious, but... Or, I keep saying house. I'm just going to say house. It's it's not really a house, but... Anyway, nothing in there looks suspicious, but Cordy points out that Ted has um, a random rug that doesn't match anything else. And this piques Xander and Willow's interest. So they look under it and they find a trapdoor. And we cut back to Buffy's mom... And she has a client at the house who's going to Poundtown. No, I'm sorry. Uh, She's uh, (laughs) she's already over Ted. Uh, No, she's uh, back in the kitchen straightening up some more when she hears someone walk up behind her, and she assumes it's Buffy, and she turns around, and it's fucking Ted. And he comes up with some hokey-ass story about being dead for a few minutes and then reviving, but not regaining consciousness, and... It's so stupid, and I'm like, and Joyce just immediately is like, yeah, okay, yeah, that so happens all the time. Right. And I'm like, it's the most ridiculous story that I've ever heard. It's like, wait a minute. The coroner was here and pronounced you fucking dead. You were dead for like an hour. You would have massive brain damage. Right. (laughs) But anyway, you know, we'll just go with it. And uh, she's shocked, but she's joy, she's overjoyed, and she tries to apologize for Buffy. But Ted tells her, "Don't worry about Buffy. There's uh, nothing to worry about. I'll take care of it all." And then he kills Joyce. <laughs> Sixth time she's died, I think. Uh, we cut back to Z. Poor Joyce. <laughs> Joyce boy has gotten murdered a lot in this episode. Uh, so we, I'll, I'll. I'll,
1: uh, I'll take a run here. Okay. So we, we cut back to, uh, Ted's workshop and, uh, they've opened, they've opened the trap door and, uh, they Xander pushes down on the ladder and it unfolds into the basement and, uh, they climb down and they're all looking around and it's, it's furnished like an apartment, but yeah. like straight up 1950s
0: apartment. um, and there are heads mounted to the walls <laughs> all the way <laughs> um, And lots of fava beans.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so they keep looking around and Cordillo's, Cordy looks at some magazines on the coffee table and Willow finds a window and opens the curtain, but it's uh, there's just a wall on the other side of the glass because they're fucking underground. And... uh. Xander finds uh, a door. He opens the door and looks inside, and he quickly slams the door shut. And uh, he's like, let's go. And uh, Cordy's like, but we need evidence. And Xander's like, "We, we have it. And Willow asks what was in the closet. And Xander says his first four wives.
0: Yeah, so, okay. Here's my question. What kind of condition would they like? Wouldn't they just be skeletons? Oh, oh, yeah. Or possibly like, soup. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, like yeah. Very, very. How could he just? How could both. he just immediately be like? Yeah, there's four wives in there. Right. Like what? Uh, anyway. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. Well, I guess it would depend on
1: when they died too. Well, you would assume. So so let's say. Let's say the first marriage certificate was dated 57, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say that wife lived, you know, a uh, standard, you know. Yeah,
0: because even, I don't think he's killing these women. No, no. They're so they're di- just they're dying pres- of natural causes. Right. So then so what's even, the evidence they need against him? what's the, I mean, if they just died of natural causes, he's... What's his where, right. what's his crime that he held onto the bodies?
1: Right, but mm-hmm. even if they're dying of natural causes, they must not be though because four wives to die of natural causes in what his first marriage was in fifty seven. The show premiered in ninety seven. That's
0: only thirty years. That'd be forty. For, forty years. <laughs> so I. Uh, but you see, I don't know. I, I think like, I think we're overthinking it. Um,
1: well. We are, we are, of course, but as he, we do, he had to have, he had to have been
0: murdering them or accidentally killing them at some point. He might, he might have been, but I just, I never got that vibe from him as far as like for whoever the woman was that he was, right? Like into, like, you know, you know what I mean, like, right? I, I don't know. Maybe, would, maybe we're not supposed to think about that. Clearly, we're not supposed to,
1: but obviously, obviously, like these women. Like, you're only talking 40 years since the first marriage. Like, what is the life expectancy in
0: this universe? 10 years? That's true. (laughs) In Sunnydale, it's like 10 months. (laughs) Literally. True. True. If they were living in Sunnydale, then yeah, these women could have been eaten by vampires, all kinds of different things. So, but yeah, I think we're reading into, not supposed to read into this, but yeah, if it's only been 40 years and he's had four wives, it's like, 10 years on average. Yeah. He's probably killing them. Right. They say something so, uh, disagreeable and then he chokes him to death with a cookie or something. Right. You know. Um,
1: so we cut back to, uh, Ted and Joyce in the kitchen and, um, they're talking and, uh, um, Joyce says, you know, um, uh, they should go talk to Buffy, and uh Ted gets real. He flies off the handle immediately. He's all like, "Do we have to worry about Buffy? How about we worry about Teddy? He's the one who died."
0: And Joyce is kind of like, she's taken aback, and and only um, she's only taken aback by the fact that he called himself Teddy. She's like, "Teddy, yeah, what yeah. are you? What like, are you? Like, she's not. What you, she's nine? not weirded out by." Right, she's not weirded out by the fact that he's clearly so angry. She's like, Did you really just call yourself Teddy? Yeah, what kind what? of Teddy? That's a total turn-off, buddy.
1: Right. Um, so they're they keep going back and forth, and Ted is getting increasingly angry and um uh, he's literally starting to short out. Like you can hear the shorts and his his head's twitching and uh Joyce is finally catching on that maybe maybe Buffy was right and there's something off about this dude. Um we cut back to the park and uh Jenny's checking on Giles Jenny. to see how his to see how his wound is and he says he thinks he's all right and she's like, Oh, you're just in shock and he's like he's like, No, I'm I'm sure I'm okay. I uh, I don't think it went too deep. It's the advantages of wearing layers of tweed. It's better than Kevlar. Yeah. Um, um, so the, uh, they end up taking him to the hospital.
0: Um, Where he later, unfortunately, he, he passes does. away. Yeah. Um. Rip, Giles, rip.
1: Uh, and we cut back to Buffy's room, and she regains consciousness and um we cut back downstairs and ted's following joyce out of the kitchen and down the hall and um joyce is trying to placate him and ted's like no we should get going and joyce is making excuses not to go and um, um ted gets mad and grabs her and um, Joyce yells at him to get off of her and let him go, and he ends up, uh, shoving her into the wall and
0: knocking her unconscious. No, no. He snapped her neck and she's again been killed. <laughs> and, uh, he, um, at that point,
1: he hears, uh, Buffy creeping about because she's made her way downstairs. Um, and, uh, he yells for her to come out and um, she uh, is behind him and she calls him uncle Teddy and he turns around to, uh, to face her and he, she, she smacks him right across the face with a cast iron skillet and he falls back onto the floor and uh, he rolls over revealing his face and it's all metal and, and circuits
0: and they're like the per, like and, Terminator two. Yeah. Except and not nearly as good a makeup. Right. Um, and, uh,
1: he stands up and she, uh, um, raises the pan again and starts slamming it down onto his head. And, um, he falls back to the ground again. He's convulsing and his circuits start to start to overload. And, um, he finally crashes and his eyelids jerk open and just kind of staring out into the distance.
0: She beat him to death with a frying pan.
1: Yeah, literally. Um, so we cut to the next day and, um, Buffy and Joyce are sitting out on the porch and,
0: um, reminiscing about the murder they've committed yes um, hey you no, remember that time when I hit him and part of his brain came out of his ear you remember that mom and she's like e- that was dope and uh,
1: um, yeah they're they're talking well Joyce asks if she wants to rent a movie and um,
0: she's like yeah how about short circuit
1: <laughs> but um and then the episode ends Buffy says yeah and Joyce is like well nothing with horror or romance or men and Buffy's like well I guess we're Thelma and Louising it again and Joyce makes a comment about how she still thinks Ted's gonna jump out at her uh, especially after what the police found in his house and Buffy reassures her that uh, he's not coming back and he's on the scrap heap (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Uh, We cut back to Sunnydale High, and uh, why don't you wrap us up? What's happening there?
0: Well, uh, everyone's on fire again. Um, No, Xander goes over the whole thing with Buffy, Cordy, and Willow to make sure that he has it all straight. Ted was a real man in the 50s, um, but he was ill, and his wife left him. So here's the big leap. So, he builds a better robotic version of himself to live on afterwards. So, we're just supposed to assume this technology existed to this level in 1997 in Sunnydale. So, not, not even 1997. Oh, 1957. Right, way back way yeah. back when. Uh, so, the robot ends up kidnapping Ted's actual wife, brings her back and held her hostage into the, in the basement until she died. And then he kept bringing her back again and again by luring other women into his life. And even more creepy, Willow kind of admires the original Ted's genius. And they're all like, uh, get the fuck out of our lives, you fucking weird bitch. And uh, she, uh, she, she salvaged some of robot Ted's parts and the technology is extremely advanced, she says. So much so that it's impossible, literally. Literally. Uh, the gang decides to drop the subject and uh, they go to head into the library and uh, but they they nix that plan right after opening the door because Giles and Jenny are fucking right in the library in school like I'm talking hardcore porn fucking no they're in there making out and so they're all like oh uh, and but up bump into the episode that is the
1: end of the episode uh. It's nice to see Giles and Jenny back together again.
0: Literally together, if you know what I'm saying. Wow. Wow. All right. Jeremy. Yes.
1: Why don't you tell me yeah. how many mm-hmm. hyper-realistic human robots you would give this episode?
0: Man, I, I've struggled with trying to rate this When I've been thinking of what my rating was going to be since I watched it. Like, on, 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 on one hand... I just fucking love it. (laughs) I don't know what the ridiculous I just love the ridiculousness of it. And then on you know, on another hand, you're like, this is so stupid. But then there's John Ritter, and I love John Ritter. So I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a three. Um I think the fact that it's John Ritter and the fact that, that the story is so ridiculous that it almost goes full circle all the way back around to this is awesome. Um yeah, it's it's a fun episode, you know, it's 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 different. It's unlike any we've seen thus far, you know, and um the 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 whole thing with how Buffy's dealing with killing a mortal um is definitely an interesting um, aspect of it without having her actually kill Someone. Right, right. So it's like, okay, yeah. there's a lot of wins in this episode. Um, I I have to go three. Um, I would go higher, but we have to be honest here. It, it is a ridiculous episode, so I'll, I'll keep right. it at three. But, yeah, I don't really have any major complaints about it because, again, it's so ridiculous. It comes all the way back around to this is awesome. So... You know, no real complaints. I, I, I like I love John Ritter and uh I sure miss that guy. He was a great actor. Um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh I liked it. I really liked it. It was an enjoyable episode to watch. It it flowed very quickly. Um yeah. there wasn't it was a very- lot of pros in there, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, it was a very fast episode. Yeah. Um as as evidenced by the fact that we're gonna come in at
0: about an hour and a half recording here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. True. Uh James. Um, yes, sir. How yes. many librarians fucking their girlfriend in the library at school would you give this episode? Uh I am going to give it uh one better than you.
1: I'm gonna give it four oh. librarians fucking their girlfriends in the high school library. Okay, okay. Uh I I actually agree with I 100% agree with everything you said. You're just a little is ballsier not, to go up to four than I was. Yeah. 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 This, the, this is not a bad episode no. by any means. No. Um, it sounds the,
0: like it would be bad.
1: Right. But it's really right. not, you know, it's not, it's, it's not a bad episode by any means. No. Um, there it's, it's fun. It, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, it, like I said before, and like you said um, just now in your rating, um, uh, I really enjoy the, um, the, the pathos, for lack of a better word, of seeing Buffy struggle with the idea of um, having accidentally killed just a regular innocent person. Um, uh, I enjoy the hell out of uh, uh, John Ritter, in this role. Um, you can't go wrong. I've, I've literally never seen anything with John Ritter that, um, even if I might not have liked what it was, he was fantastic in it. Oh yeah. Um, He's
0: John fucking Ritter, you know?
1: Right. Um, but also to that extent, I don't think I've ever seen anything with John Ritter in it that I didn't like. Yeah. So, I haven't.
0: That um, I can recall.
1: Right. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I think exactly like you said, the, the idea and the premise of the episode is so goofy. So out there for lack of a better term that it does, it comes full circle and it just works.
0: Yeah. It's it's like, this is
1: awesome. Yeah. For, for what it is. You're Um, willing to just accept how silly it is and be like, this is, this is cool. Right. And I think, and it's probably the same for you. The, the, the reason I didn't go all the way to five is because even though there aren't really any cons to this episode, there is the idea of, like we said, you know, this, the technology that, that Ted would have had, have, have access to in the 50s in right in the, you know, in the 50s and 60s, you know, is
0: is way more advanced technology we don't even have in twenty (laughs) twenty two.
1: Right. I mean they're they're building lifelike robots now, but they're nowhere on this scale. Like they're nowhere on this scale where they could easily pass for a living, breathing human being. Right. Who has a job and like yeah, yeah. Right. So there's so so there's that's that's I don't want to say problematic, but that is one thing that did kind of keep it from going to a five for me and plus and you also, don't really
0: want to put this episode at, at the five level with with the truly classic right you know right. must see episodes kind of thing yeah. right yeah
1: um and then and we we dove into it a little bit the really there are not being a a solid explanation as to what happened to these four previous lives like they clearly didn't die of old age did, yeah. did did he kill them like you know no explanation really there so and and while i don't nec- those aren't like glaring cons that ruin the episode um it it that it, it, it does kind of keep it from escalating to the upper echelons yeah. of
0: the episodes. many
1: echelons um, were not reached right um i would I, this would i would definitely include this in my my list of episodes to show people that oh, yeah. haven't seen Buffy. Yeah, I'd be like, this is um, a,
0: I'd be like, this is a silly, goofy episode, but it's right. fun. But it's, it's solid, yeah. and it's got John, and it's got John um, fucking Ritter. I mean, come on, right, right. So,
1: um, how about a little monsterology? Jeremy? Okay, let's have some of that. Uh, I think it's fairly obvious this episode pulls very heavily from uh, Ira Levin's. Uh, 1972 novel *The Stepford Wives*. Um, oh. For anyone not familiar, it's about a Connecticut suburb uh, where all the all the wives are perfect, um, but it turns out they're all robots,
0: yeah. androids. I thought you were gonna say, uh, "What well, is it?" Isaac Asimov, *I Robot*. Oh, I, that's, oh, that's, that's what yeah, no, be. I mean, there's some of that sprinkled in Connor. there.
1: Yeah, there's definitely probably some influence there, but definitely more the Stepford Wives. Um yeah. except this is the which, Stepford Husbands.
0: Right. Um and actually when did when did I Robot come out? Was that Oh, you're when Isaac Asimov I, I I think Isaac Asimov wrote it like in the 50s, maybe 60s. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I'm sure Stepford Wives borrowed some influence from that. Yeah. I think Oh, yeah, yeah
0: there's been a lot of movies, right. TV shows that that borrowed yeah from that right right um
1: uh where are we now oh body count we are at 3 for this episode
0: mm-hmm.
1: um unless you count the
0: four dead wives in which case we would
1: be up to uh
0: yes it was seven. it was uh, i'm sorry to interrupt but it it was uh isaac asimov and it was uh, uh yeah it was in the 50s
1: yeah. So I I'm sure I'm sure Stepford Wives borrowed heavily from from those ideas presented in iRobot. Yeah. Um you know, it's it's and that's always gonna be the thing when when something is so groundbreaking as uh, Asimov's iRobot, you know, people are gonna feed off of that. Oh, yeah. You know, they're gonna take those ideas and
0: they're gonna and steal it, rip them. it off and um bastardize right. it as much as they can for Cheap right. cheap money. Um monetary game. Uh, uh,
1: uh <laughs> did I do I did body count, right? Yeah, yes three. Yes, three. Um
0: seven if you count the four dead wives. Well um, and even more if you count as many times as I killed Joyce. <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> talking like about actual dead bodies though, featured oh, okay. in the episode. Oh, okay, okay. Um
1: let's dive behind the scenes a little bit here. Let's dive. Um this episode was shot during the Halloween holiday, and many members of the cast and crew came to set in costume, including Kristen Sutherland, who wore a a whore's uh, outfit. She dresses a horror outfit. No, she <laughs> she dressed like a nineteen fifties housewife. Oh, that's um, very creepy. Uh, similar to what Ted's first wife would have uh, worn, presumably.
0: Now, what um, did John Ritter come dressed as?
1: It doesn't. I wasn't able to find that out. But, well, I know uh, the
0: answer. A he, chef. He came as John Ritter. He came as John
1: <laughs> Ritter. He was like, "I don't need a fucking costume.
0: I'm, I'm John, John Motherfucking Ritter. Ritter up in this bitch. I'm the biggest star in this whole set." God, and he was too. Oh like, that's, yeah, that's by far. I don't know.
1: I don't know why, but that's still so phenomenal to to me all these years later. That they were able to get John Ritter, fucking John Ritter, man, on their rinky Link little teen vampire drama show. But that's the thing about no John
0: name- Ritter that I that I remember, like he wasn't afraid to like do just stuff, just whatever he felt right. like. Oh, this sounds fun, I'll do it. Whereas right. a lot of actors, you know, they're like, oh, you know, the my agent won't let me do that. You know, I'd like to do it, my agent won't let me do it. You know, it might right. taint. John Ritter was like, fuck it, sounds fun, I'll do right. it you
1: know right or or like some actors who would be like oh well my career's kind of in a slump so I yeah. better do this yeah. i don't i don't think john Ritter ever really had a career slump
0: no not really he was, he always like, had a a pretty steady he did a lot yeah. of he did movies and he did tv and right. i think he was a there's a term for that like a work he's a working actor like right. he, he was always on something doing something yeah. and um, plus i think he wrote and produced a lot too so you know he was a busy guy. But, but um
1: uh Sarah Micheller did come to set as Dorothy. Sarah bro. Micheller? Sarah Micheller. Uh yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller came uh to set as Dorothy um uh with
0: uh with Toto. Did so, she was Toto real or was he a uh a I believe to,
1: I believe Toto was real. I want me to um during the the filming of the final confrontation between Buffy and Ted, both SMG and John Ritter were sick. Uh, Geller had the flu and Ritter was suffering uh, food poisoning from the night before.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say AIDS. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, Ritter would later say in an interview that this episode influenced his understanding of his own stepdaughter. Hmm. Um, I, this one's probably fairly obvious to anyone that's familiar with, um, John Ritter's work, but obviously Ted's cooking skills in the episode are, uh, a reference to, uh, his character, Jack Tripper, who was a, a chef on the show Three's Company.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um.
1: Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've
0: been waiting for
1: you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company, too. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do. Allison Hannigan lists this as her third favorite episode to shoot. Uh, In an interview, she said John Ritter was the best. He would just, we would all just hang out in his trailer and be like, Hi John Ritter and he didn't even care and we got to shoot at a mini golf place. <laughs> golf. Uh, Ted pulled in an audience of 3.9 million households in its original airing. So That's a lot continu- continuing that, uh, that high number streak for viewership each week. Uh, our bronze band this week was done we what? did not go to the bronze again no. this week and i'm starting. i might have mentioned this in the previous episode or maybe an episode before that i'm starting to think maybe the bronze doesn't play as big a part in the show as i once thought it did
0: <laughs> i feel like hmm you might be right but i i feel like um maybe it gets a little more bronze heavy as time i think goes season on. i feel like season 3 is pretty bronze heavy yeah, because I know four, uh, four. I think from four on, we we don't really see the bronze anymore. From four on, we're at we're at the
1: college campuses yeah. and the magic box yeah. a
0: lot. But I feel so, like season three is pretty bronze heavy.
1: Pretty bronze heavy. Yeah. Um, our music this week is all by series composer Christoph Beck. And they feature uh, his original songs: "Accused," "She'll Come Around," "I Hit Him," "Robot Rampage," and "Ted Attacks Buffy." I shouldn't say song. Uh, I what I meant to say was original uh, scores. Scores. Yeah. Uh, so um, compositions. Yeah, pieces of music to accompany particular scenes.
0: Right.
1: Um, Goof-em-ups and oopsies.
0: Oopsie-daisy. I
1: didn't find anything. I didn't find anything this this episode. Did you happen to
0: spot anything? Nope. You couldn't. Nope. You couldn't. John Ritter's too damn good. John Ritter is too damn good.
1: Yep. He is too damn
0: good. He was too good for uh, us, and that's why uh, he's he's gone now. He's He had to return to the planet of perfection that he was from. Yes. Um, going into this episode...
1: Uh, I will freely admit I didn't remember um, enjoying it as much as I did. And I kind of thought going into it to view it again, that uh, I was going to dislike it. Um, mm-hmm. I really had convinced myself that my love of John Ritter had, had fogged my nostalgia brain uh, at, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um but I was wrong. It's it's just a fun, good episode. Yeah, I think when you get so, old
0: the older you get, the more you can appreciate episodes like this of of shows. Whereas when you're right. younger, you're a lot more nitpicky and, and you know, like, oh there's your right. rah, 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 rah. but when you get older you're like right. this is a fun ass episode, you know.
1: Right. And and like I said, I kinda I kinda thought it was gonna be like a little bit of a reversal of that. Like I remember really liking this episode when I when I watched it you know back when and in subsequent viewings of Buffy and I did I legitimately sat down to watch this episode and was kind of like man I bet this episode is actually terrible and I've just always let my love of John Ritter kind of fog uh my opinions of it but I I I was pleasantly surprised that it actually is the the fun enjoyable episode I remembered it to be yeah it really was uh,
0: it's that's it was that good? Uh, I was just going to
1: say, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, those are my final thoughts on the episode. So,
0: what are yours there, Jeremy? Just, oh, oh God, we've, we've said so much that's relevant. I mean, it just, it was that good. It, it, they took what is what was probably a very dumb story, dumb script, and made it really fucking good for various reasons, not just... John Ritter, but it just it worked. It, they got lucky and it just worked. And um, right. and right. I have nothing negative to say about it. No. And like, I don't I don't
1: like, listen, you know, kind of going back to you know, the Joss Whedon for better or for worse, like I stated before, like he is one of the credited writers on this episode, as is David Greenwald. So I don't think the script was probably ever bad. I think the idea could have been very poorly executed mm-hmm. given what it is. Um, but I think you're right. I think, I think they managed to really just pull it off and, and make a really good episode out of, out of not a great idea.
0: So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'm going to make this concise this week and say check us out on our socials which are easy to find if you just go to buffy com, you'll find access and links to all of our socials and yes. um and you can follow us and uh not speak to us as most everyone does <laughs> or speak to us whatever you want to do yes and um yeah that's i'll just keep it short and concise like that and um Next week, we'll be jumping into episode 12 of season two, Bad Eggs. Yes. Anything closing thoughts, James? No, sir. All right. Well, with that being said, thank you for joining us this week, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I've been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta.